0: Did you know I wrote a book? My book, Diabetes Sucks, You Can Handle It, is your guide to managing the emotional challenges of type 1 diabetes. And I want to offer you the book for free. You can download the book by going to www.thediabetespsychologist.com forward slash book. That's www.thediabetespsychologist.com forward slash book. You'll join thousands of other people who have read this book and taking the skills and tools they have learned from this book and apply them to their lives with type 1 diabetes. You can download the book now and start implementing the tools today. That's wwwdiabetespsychologistcom forward slash book. Welcome to the Diabetes Psychologist podcast. I'm your host, Dr. Mark Heyman and I invite you to join us as we talk candidly about the emotional challenges of living with type 1 diabetes. We'll give you actionable strategies to help you face these challenges head on, reduce your stress, and most importantly, live a full life without letting diabetes get in the way. Hey there, welcome to the Diabetes Psychologist podcast. I'm your host, Dr. Mark On this episode, I answer your questions about diabetes and mental health. I'm answering questions on how will you know when you're emotionally healthy in your life with type 1 diabetes, what to do when you can't shake the feeling of being a failure with type 1 diabetes, and finally, how you can have a new perspective on what to do when you try so hard with type 1 diabetes and nothing seems to work and your frustration builds and builds and builds. Without further ado, here are my answers to your questions. Enjoy. This person asks, how will I know when I'm emotionally healthy in my life with type 1 diabetes? I want to help you to reframe how you think about this question and how you think about emotional health. Emotional health with diabetes is not a destination. It's not somewhere that you arrive at and then say, okay, I'm good, I'm emotionally healthy, let's move on. Instead, emotional health is a journey, and one that you keep on going on. It's never going to end. You're going to keep on becoming more emotionally healthy, you may take a step back, and then you keep on going. But what does this look like? Well, hopefully when you're emotionally healthy with type 1 diabetes, diabetes won't be on your mind all the time. It'll be there in your peripheral vision, it'll be there in the background. You're managing it well as part of your daily life, but it's not the forefront of your life all the time. You're able to live your life and do the things that you really wanna be doing. And diabetes doesn't really come into the equation, except for to make sure that your blood sugars are in range and planning. But you can say yes to whatever you wanna be doing, no problem at all. That's what emotional health looks like. But what does it mean to get there? And how do you become emotionally healthy? And how do you continue on that journey of emotional health with type 1 diabetes? I want to give you a couple of ideas and suggestions to help you do that. The first and probably the most important thing I want to invite you to do is to set your vision for your life with type 1 diabetes. Let's set a five-year vision. And what does that mean? I want to invite you to sit down for a minute and take out a piece of paper and I want you to dream big. I want you to dream about what your life could look like in five years. Don't worry about reality, don't worry about possibility. Just dream about what you want your life to look like five years from now. Where are you living? What are you doing? What are you not doing? And what role does diabetes play or not play in your life? The only point of caution I wanna make is I don't want you to assume that diabetes is going away. We have to make the assumption that diabetes will be here with us in five years. But that being said, your life five years from now is a blank canvas, and you can draw whatever you want on that canvas. Hopefully what you're drawing is going to be some semblance of emotional health. It may not be the end goal, but it'll put you in a place much further along than you are right now. Let me give you an example about what a five-year vision in your life with type 1 diabetes could look like. Five years from now, I will be going on an international trip every year, and I'll be confident that I'll be able to manage my diabetes, and when something comes up on a trip, I'll be able to handle it and then move on and enjoy the trip with ease. Here's another one. Five years from now, I wanna be able to take my grandchildren to Disneyland and not worry about diabetes one bit. Of course, I'll manage my blood sugars and I'll have an A1C below 6.5, but diabetes is not gonna get in my way and it's not always gonna be at the forefront of my mind. I'm gonna work hard over the next five years to get to this place. As you can see, when you're able to set a vision for yourself, whether it's five years from now or two years from now or one month from now in your life with type 1 diabetes, that vision always puts you in a better place than you are right now, both emotionally but also physically. And it also sets you up for success because it shows you that emotional health with type 1 diabetes is a journey. It doesn't happen overnight and it's not something that you arrive at and then forget about. You're constantly working to better yourself, to better your emotional health, And to better your diabetes management so that holistically, you can be in a better place and continue growing and becoming healthier and thriving in your life with type of diabetes. But remember, when you're on a journey, you have to have some guideposts to help you get there. You don't just start a journey and then hope that you get to where you want to go. You have to know that you're going in the right direction. And so your five-year vision helps you to make sure you're hitting those guideposts and moving in the direction that you want to go. The goal is not to arrive at a certain place. You'll never get there, and that's okay. The goal is to continue moving in the direction of emotional health. If you do that, you'll be in a great place. Where do you start? The answer is one step at a time, but before you can start, you have to set your vision. So I would really encourage you to spend some time to sit down and dream big, imagine your vision and then work backward to say, okay, if I want to get to here in this amount of time, what is the very first thing I need to do to be on my way? And once you start going, nothing can stop you. This person asks, I feel like a failure in my life with type one diabetes. What can I do about that? I'm going to pick apart the way that you asked that question because I think it's, it can be helpful for you in thinking about what it means to be a failure. So the way you phrased the question, you said, I feel like a failure and not I am a failure. So I'm going to focus on that. We all feel like failures sometimes, especially with our diabetes. I certainly feel that way a lot of times. And I'm a professional in this field. You know, just yesterday, I ate a cookie and my blood sugar spiked, to 325. And I was like, what did I do wrong? I bowled for the cookie, I must be some sort of failure. And And I felt like I could never have a cookie again and that I was failing it as a diabetes psychologist. Now again, I felt that way. But putting it in perspective, I realized it's not actually true. Now I'm gonna get into a little bit of psychological jargon here, but I think it can be helpful for you. There's a concept in psychology That I think can be really helpful here and that is the concept called emotional reasoning. Emotional reasoning is a concept in which we think to ourselves, if I think it or if I feel it, it must be true. And how many times have you felt a certain way but you know that it's not true? When we have emotions, especially emotions that are negative, we make them true just by the fact that we have them. If I feel scared, I must be in danger. If I don't feel like I've accomplished much, I must be a failure. And all of a sudden, the these thoughts that we have become a reality for us, which is not at all helpful. And the same thing is happening here. If you say to yourself, my blood sugar is high. Therefore, I feel like a failure. Therefore, I must be a failure, which happens to all of us a lot. Then we back ourselves into a corner. There is no way for us to not feel like failures. I've said this so many times, but I'll say it again. You can't control what we think. And you also can't control how you feel, especially in this moment. So if your beliefs about yourself are at the whim of your thoughts and your emotions, we're putting ourselves in a pretty dangerous spot. So when you say you feel like a failure, therefore you are a failure, you have no way to negotiate out of that. But if you recognize that your feelings are not reality, and there's more to reality than what you're feeling, it puts you in a much better place. So noticing, I'm feeling like a failure, but I know that there's lots of areas of my life, even with diabetes, where I'm not a failure, that can be a really helpful way of thinking about it and reframing your thought and your feeling that you're a failure. Also, I want you to recognize that feeling like a failure and then thinking that you are a failure, that's a thought. And the same concept holds true here. Just because you think it doesn't make it true. And so if you're able to notice the thought, recognize it, point it out, but not buy into it, it really helps you. It helps you make different choices. It helps you see the perspective of your life in the context of your thoughts and not making your thoughts and your emotions a reality. And with diabetes and mental health, this is so important. We feel and think all kinds of things about diabetes. While some of them have a grain of truth to them, most of them are not completely true. And some of them aren't true at all. But until you're able to recognize this, and until you're able to have a little bit of distance between your thoughts and your feelings and what reality you're making for yourself, getting to a better place is going to be really challenging. So here's what I want you to do next time you tell yourself, I'm a failure, or I feel like a failure, notice it. But then take a step back. You may literally want to take a step back and say, Okay, I'm feeling like a failure. I think I'm a failure. But what is the reality telling me? Yes, I may have failed in this instance. I may not have made the best choice, or my blood sugars may not be in the best place. And that's okay. But that doesn't mean I'm a failure. Look at all the places where I did well. Look at all the places where I made good choices. See the context of your life with diabetes, as opposed to one specific instance. And by the way, you may find lots of instances where you quote-unquote failed. And that's fine. But I also want you to find other instances where you didn't fail. Maybe you succeeded. Maybe you had a small win. Or maybe everything just went along smoothly. That's good evidence to show you that you are not a failure. That sometimes you make poor choices, and that's okay. We all do. But to be able to take a step back, to see that your emotions don't equal reality, that your thoughts don't equal reality, and that by taking a step back and seeing what reality actually is, Some failures, some successes, and a lot of just mundane life every day where things aren't going bad, where things may not be going great, and they're certainly not going to the point of being a failure. That can help you to see the big picture. And in this context, the big picture is the most important thing. This person says, I try so hard, and I mean so hard, to manage my diabetes. And no matter what I do, nothing seems to work. My blood sugars are all over the place. And I get so frustrated I could drive myself crazy. What do I do? My advice to you is, stop trying so hard. Yes, you heard me right. Stop trying so hard to manage your diabetes well. Let me explain. Do you remember when you were little, and started riding a bike. Do you remember the process of learning to ride your bike? My guess is when you first started, you were pretty nervous. So you were holding on for dear life to those handlebars. You were trying to think about pedaling and not running into anything all at once. So you were trying really hard to ride your bike. And how well did that work out? At first, probably not so well because you were paying attention to all of the mechanics all of the logistics, and just trying to get that bike going. But after a while, you probably became a whole lot more comfortable riding your bike. You rode your bike with ease and didn't even think about the mechanics of it. It just came naturally. The same thing is true for diabetes. When you pay attention to every single little detail, you count every carb. You want to make sure your insulin dose is exactly right and you are just holding on to your life, making sure your blood sugars don't go out of control, that's where you run into problems, because you're trying to control diabetes too much. What would happen for you if you kept on trying to manage your diabetes, but didn't focus completely on it? You let it run itself, and you just did the work in the background. So in reality, the work doesn't change, But your focus on it does. Where you focus your attention changes. With the bike, you're no longer staring down at the tire. You're looking forward to where you wanna go. You're no longer holding on for dear life to the handlebars. You're holding them lightly, allowing them to move flexibly. And you're pedaling with ease without having to worry about how fast or how slow you're going. Your body is taking care of that process. The same thing can be true for your diabetes management. I want you to look ahead see where you want to go, and then manage your diabetes as a way to get there. If you get off track, no problem. You get back on track, but your focus is not completely on your diabetes management behavior. It's on your life. It's on where you want to go, what you're doing, and you allow diabetes to take care of itself. Now, just like riding a bike, this could be a process. You have to learn to get comfortable with allowing yourself to manage diabetes in the background. You have to be comfortable with looking ahead and not staring down at the ground. But in the end, it's going to serve you much better, both your mental health as well as your diabetes management, because you will able to see where you're going and then navigate around obstacles as they come up. With a bike example, when you're holding on tight, paying attention to your pedals, and also looking down, it's actually really dangerous. It's a really dangerous way to ride a bike. And if you ride a bike like that, you're much more likely to get in an accident. And also, even if you don't get in an accident, you're much more likely to be stressed out. Let's apply that same logic to your diabetes. If you look ahead and moved in that direction and don't have such a tight grip on your management, it's actually going to put you in a much safer place. You're not going to be correcting all the time. You're not going to be worried about going low all the time you'll let those issues take care of themselves, and you'll step in when necessary. Not only are you gonna be in a much better place mentally, but you'll also be in a much better place physically. You'll be healthier, and you'll be more free and flexible in your life. And I know for you, that is absolutely the goal. So with your diabetes management, make sure you're in control, but do it with a light grip. Trust yourself, trust the process, and look ahead to where you want to go. If you do that, you'll get there, both mentally and physically. That does it for this episode of the Diabetes Psychologist Podcast. If you enjoyed this episode, please do me a favor. Share it with a friend. Put the link to this episode in a text message or an email and send it over to them and let them know how much they would enjoy it and benefit from it. That helps me get the word out about this podcast. Also, please take a minute and hop on over to Apple Podcasts and leave a rating and review. Those reviews really do help. I always love hearing from my listeners. Do you have questions you want me to answer on a future episode of the podcast? If so, send me an email to mark at thediabetespsychologist.com or DM me on Instagram at the diabetes Psychologist. And be sure to tune next Thursday for a brand new episode of the Diabetes Psychologist podcast. Remember, type 1 diabetes is not easy, but you can have an easier time with it. And I'll see you next week, same time, same place. Bye for now. Thanks so much for listening. For more resources, you can visit www.thediabetespsychologist.com and be sure to sign up for the email list for access to exclusive content. I'm Dr. Mark Heyman and tune in next time for the latest episode of the Diabetes Psychologist podcast.